If you could travel back in time, would you use your knowledge of the future to get laid? I'm looking at you women. I bet you would. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So let's talk about time travel and related stuff, you know, kind of from a physics perspective. I'm listening to an old episode of Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe, which is a great physics podcast. I use it to sleep. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I put it on, and then in my dreams, like literally, there's whatever. People are talking about physics. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mean that I understand physics because I listen to it in my sleep, but it does help me sleep. I mean, just a little bit of physics, man, knocks my ass out. But they got an episode where they're talking about time travel movies, basically why they're not realistic. So I'll talk about that a bit here after a while. But the first thing I want to talk about is dark matter and dark energy and black holes and the speed of light. Because all of those things are kind of related or may be related to time travel. So the first thing to know about time travel is based on the physics that is understood today, uh, it's probably not possible. And it's kind of like the speed of light, which is also probably not possible. But the thing is, is that we don't know everything. I mean, like, like you know, there are things that we are absolutely 100% sure that we don't know. And basically, one of those is gravity, quantum, yeah, whatever, gravity, the fundamental, like, the, you know, what is gravity exactly? Like, we know how you jump up and you come back down. But anyways, what exactly is gravity? We don't know. And then dark energy is kind of like, it's basically like anti-gravity, and we have no idea what it is. So I can't think of all the things, but like, you know, what, what could, what, if, if you could figure them out, what would let you time travel? First off, you can always travel into the future, right? In fact, we're all traveling one second per second into the future. And if time travel is, turns out to be possible, there's a good chance that it will be only time travel into the future. You know, which is, it ain't that different from like, you know, if you figure out how to like freeze a human, freeze a human, basically, if you figure out how to freeze a human, like in the movies, and then you wake them up a thousand years in the future, uh, it's not time travel, but it's the same effect. So, you know, something like that, certainly possible. But people want to go back in time, obviously. So, like, if you could travel faster than the speed of light, which is, you know, it's, it's impossible. It's, tra- it's impossible to travel through space faster than the speed of light. But if you could, that might open up some time travel possibilities. If you could come up with negative mass, you know, like, whatever, you know, stuff. Stuff is made out of stuff. If you could come up with the opposite of what stuff is made out of, that might let you do it. And that doesn't mean antimatter. It means, you know, no one, no one even knows what it would mean. It's just basically, the, you know, physics is a bunch of math equations. And so if you want to... T. They use T. They use a lowercase t for time. And if you want that variable, that number, the little, you know, the little t, the time t... To go backwards, then you need something funky in the rest of the equations, and one of those is negative mass. And so gravity, I mean, it seems pretty easy. It seems pretty easy to understand. You jump up, you fall down. But, like, exactly what gravity is, I mean, first off, we don't know exactly what it is. 
But second off, it's the bending of space and time. And unfortunately, like, there's no way to visualize it. It's just the human brain cannot, um, whatever, see kind of a mental image of bending space and time. So you just got to, you have to take my word for it. It bends space and time. What does that mean? Uh, sorry, you're out of luck. But you can kind of see that bending, you know, if you, you know, if you really, if you could control, you know, if you were like God or something and you could bend space and or time however you wanted, like, you know, that could be useful. That could be a useful thing towards time travel. And so that brings up the thing called dark energy. No one knows what it is at all. But basically, the universe is expanding. You probably heard that. And it's expanding faster and faster, like it's picking up speed. And that's dark energy. It doesn't mean that it's energy. It doesn't mean that it's dark. That's just what they named this thing. Like, you know, you look at uh, galaxies through a telescope and you see that they're like going farther and farther away from you. Or sorry, faster and faster away from you. Uh, They're like, what are we going to call that? So they called it dark energy. But basically what it is, is it's, it's you know, it has the same effect. No one knows what it is as anti-gravity. Like, you know, if you got yourself a sun and you got yourself a planet and you stick them near each other, right, they're going to want to, gravity is going to suck them together, crash them together. But dark energy makes them go apart. Now, you know, how is, I mean, I, I guess I, guess I got to stop saying no one knows. Just remember, no one knows. But so dark energy, the way it seems to make things get farther apart is that it creates space in between them like you know you had a you had a bunch of space you know a bunch of emptiness or you know seemingly emptiness uh well it created more emptiness boom now you got more emptiness in between the two things they're farther apart so it's kind of like anti-gravity pushing them apart depends on what you want to call it you know it's, it's it's something crazy and then there's a thing called dark matter which is where like, you know, just for the way the sun goes, sorry, the the earth goes around the sun by gravity, and it, it goes around at a certain speed. Like, that's the perfect speed. It's called, you know, it's it's in orbit. It's an orbit. It's like a satellite in orbit around the earth. They have to go the right speed. If they go too fast, they shoot off into space. If they go too slow, then they fall to earth. Satellites do. And so you just, you got to go around at a certain speed. And then, so that's the Earth around the Sun or satellite around the Earth. But also, you got the Milky Way galaxy. There's a giant black hole in the center of it. And then there's a bunch of stars, you know, all the stars, you know, like our Sun is one of those stars. And they all circle the giant black hole. But the thing is, is that they did the math and everything is circling around it too fast. Like, it's just, it's, you know, even though it takes a million years or whatever to go around once... Things are zipping around. They're just zipping around that black hole. Our sun is zipping around the giant black hole at the center of the Milky Way galaxy way faster than the math says it should. And so that's dark matter. Now, people think they understand what dark matter is more than dark energy, but it could be, so. you know, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. It could be that... There's some sort of particle, whatever. It could be that there's, it could be like little black holes. It could be like little black holes that you can't see that are adding gravity to the whole uh, galaxy. Or it could be some particle, you know, like electrons or whatever, that you also can't see. You can't see it, you can't touch it, and the galaxy is full of this stuff adding gravity. 
But, you know, the more gravity there is, the faster stuff spins around the center. So there's more gravity than we think. So now if it's black holes or some mysterious particle, the particle, they call it a wimp. They've never found it. There's no reason to, you know, we don't know if it exists, but it's the uh, weakly acting, sorry, weakly interacting massive particle. And like, you know, anyone who proves that thing exists and that's dark matter, they get a Nobel Prize. But people have been looking for it and looking for it and they can't find it. So there's another possibility that it ain't no particle, it ain't no little black holes, it ain't no it ain't no it ain't no physical thing. What it could mean is that we don't know how gravity works. Like, you know, we know when you jump up, you come back down. We understand how the earth goes around the sun. But when it comes to like large things like galaxies, it turns out gravity works in some completely other way. It's possible. In which case, if gravity works in some completely other way, you know, all bets are off. Maybe that other way could lead to some time travel. And, you know, like black holes. Black holes are not understood. You know, maybe a black hole, if you do something right, you can transport yourself from here to there faster than the speed of light. Like you don't go through space faster than the speed of light but you just you kind of get there not exactly teleportation it doesn't matter black holes are not understood so you know if we understood black holes perfectly maybe they could do something crazy for us and i think there's several other things like that but basically time travel doesn't seem to be possible but there's these various things that humans and physicists do not understand at all and a lot of them revolve around like space and time and so you can't rule it out until you know how those things work you can't rule it out all right so let's think of a couple kinds of time travel from the movies and talk about them so one thing is maybe you you know your body can't go back in time but what if you could look back in time and so it's not that useful well you can't look back in time at earth very well but we're already looking back in time. You know, you just, if you look at a star, you know, if you see a star twinkling in the uh, night sky, I mean, that star might have blown up. It might have blown up five years ago, but it takes five years or something for the light to get to us. So we're actually looking at stuff. We're looking at the past. We're directly looking at the past when we look out into the universe. And it may be possible to, you don't go faster than the speed of light, but what you do is you, you know, you get control of your, your space and your time, and, or your space mostly. And what you might be, it might be possible, the math says it may be possible to shrink the distance. Like say you want to go to a star that's 10 light years away. You may be able to shrink the distance in front of you and expand the distance behind you and get there faster than, you know, some light. You know, some light. You're like racing the light. You want to get there faster. And then if you have like some crazy... I mean, almost magical telescope. You get there faster than light, and then you look back at Earth, and it's, you can look at the past. You know, so if you could get yourself 100 light years out, and then turn around, look, use your telescope to look at Earth, you could look at stuff that happened 100 years ago. Now, this is crazy, probably not useful, etc., but it might be possible. And that's, you know, it's related to time travel. And this isn't something that humans can do exactly, but I previously talked about how aliens might exist. And if they do, you know, if they're super cool, like, you know, if these are boss-based aliens, maybe they 
took like a super duper uh, cell phone camera video recorder thing and just have been recording what's happening on Earth for who knows long. Who knows how long, you know, maybe the whole time from dinosaurs to today. And then if we ever meet those aliens, they'd be like, hey, do you want to, do you want your baby pictures? You'd be like, yeah, sweet. You know, you could go like, you could rewind it and go see who killed JFK. I mean, whatever. And so, you know, probably some aliens did not record the earth so that we can look at it or whatever. It's, a, it's like that saying, uh, if you want a job done right, you got to do it yourself. So if humans become super powerful and intergalactic, uh, we could send out cell phone camera robots that uh, record all the other planets. And then when those planets go through the caveman days and get to whatever point we want to give them the information, we could give them a recording of their planet for the last billion years. So, you know, you can't do it for yourself, but you could do it for someone else. It could be nice. I should have mentioned this earlier, but what is time? The answer is, we don't know. Why does time only go forward and never backwards? We don't know. There's a thing called, in physics, entropy, but, you know, that's, it doesn't matter. They're like, well, maybe it's because of entropy that time only goes forward, but we don't know. It could be that time causes entropy or entropy causes time. It doesn't matter, but we just do not know. But I guess there's one thing. If you know about dimensions, you know like a line, like you got a, a graph. You got an X and a Y. And so each one of those things is like a dimension. If you want to go to three-dimensional, you go to Z. It doesn't exactly matter, but it just means everywhere, you know, you could put a number. If you want to know where something is, you could, you could create, you know, th- you know, where's your car? Well, it's at... Uh, seven comma three comma two that's just where your car is based on whatever zero 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 being the sun or something but so you got your x y and your z and that gives you a location you know it can be anywhere in the universe if you want to set things up like that and then there's a fourth number and that's t that's time and i guess the thing to understand is that time is not the same as you know just going to the left or going to the right is not the same thing as going forward in time and back in time. So let's talk about the butterfly effect, which is a concept. It's also a movie. Um, unfortunately, I didn't go and rewatch all these movies so I can tell you exactly what happened. But So the concept, it comes from, a, I think, a short story by Ray Bradbury called The Sound of Thunder. Like He should have named the short story The Butterfly Effect. But in that story time travel exists and you can go on a safari like you know like going hunting lions and rhinos well you can go hunt dinosaurs in the past and i haven't read it but it's something like there's like a path and you got to stay on the path you bring your uh tyrannosaurus rex killing gun with you you stay on the path and they're like don't touch anything because it'll affect the future and so you're supposed to stay on the path and they choose like a Tyrannosaurus Rex that was going to die anyways. So you get to kill this Tyrannosaurus Rex, T-Rex we'll call it, and who cares? It was going to die anyways, it doesn't change the future. But I think the hunter accidentally steps on a butterfly or something, and then, uh, whatever, the future is, it changes the future where he came from monumentally. I don't know, they're all lizard people now or something. 
And, you know, the idea is, oh, you killed that butterfly, that's not very important. I guess what, oh, the butterfly effect is also that a butterfly flaps its wings in China and causes a hurricane in America or something. Basically chaotic, I'm not going to go into chaos theory, but things that are chaotic means that a small change at the beginning has a dramatic change at the end. Actually, there you go. I went into it. That's all chaos. That's all chaos means. That's all chaos theory means is that a small change at the beginning can create huge changes later on. That's a chaotic system. I think you can measure it and be like, this system is not very chaotic. Changes at the beginning don't do much. And this system is really chaotic. Tiny changes at the beginning make huge changes. So time travel would be very chaotic. But so, you know, you kill a butterfly and then the lizard was going to eat the butterfly. So the lizard dies. And then the bird that was going to eat the lizard doesn't eat the lizard. So it dies or whatever, you know, it could be like that. But in fact, it really doesn't work out. Like you didn't, you didn't step on the butterfly and everything's fine. No. Cause like every breath you take, you're taking in air molecules, you're sending out carbon dioxide molecules. And so now the past has a different number of oxygen molecules and CO2 molecules. And so that's going to change stuff. You know, it doesn't have to do anything soon. You know, maybe a different number of CO2 molecules that doesn't kill the lizard, which doesn't kill the bird, but it does change everything. The whole world now has to re-roll its dice and, and it just, uh, there's no way to really go back and, unless you're just looking, right? Like if you could, it, if you can go back in time and just look at stuff and not change it, then that's fine. But if you, if you change the absolutely tiniest thing, then you've changed the past and now you've changed the future, which will cause problems. We'll talk about that in a bit. And then the movie, The Butterfly Effect, is a great movie. It's Ashton Kutcher, who's like, he's, he's only ever done one good thing. And it's the movie, The Butterfly Effect. And I think it's like there's three childhood friends, like two boys and a girl. And I think something terrible happens to the girl. Like they're all happy kids. Something terrible happens to the girl. And then you fast forward into the future 20 years or whatever, and all their lives have been totally screwed up. And then so I got to watch this movie again. And then somehow, you know, the hero, Ashton Kutcher, he's able to go back in time. And there's a mystery, like what happened to the girl, blah, blah, blah. Can he save her? Uh, you can imagine. I mean, spoiler alert, the good guys win. Anyways, great movie. Okay, so another, I'm just going to jump around, whatever. Uh... Another kind of time travel that's possible into the future, you know, besides just freezing yourself or going at one second per second, is when you move. When you, the, closer, the faster you move, the more time slows down. So, like, say you wanted to go to a star that's 100 light years away. If you could travel at the speed of light, you would get there instantly. I mean, to you, you know, back on Earth, 100 years would pass. But for you, you wouldn't age at all. Now, you know, that stuff is certainly impossible today and maybe impossible in general, but it actually does happen. I don't know if you heard, um, but like the one thing where going fast changes time and it actually matters, you know, to humans living today is GPS satellites. So like GPS, you know, and your phone tells you where you are on the planet, uh, longitude latitude type stuff it's based on the time and it's like the time down to the frickin 
nanosecond or something. It's you know you have to get you have to get what time it is exactly right. And the satellites that are going around the Earth, the GPS satellites, they're moving fast. I mean, I don't know. Satellites go about like thirty thousand miles an hour, roughly twenty twenty thirty thousand. And so it's not like if you know if you went up and hung out in that satellite. Uh, you know, if you had a, we'll talk about twins here. If you stayed on Earth, maybe, and your twin went on that satellite, and they hung out there for ten years, well, when they got back, you know, they'd be like a minute younger than you. So that isn't much, and who cares? But basically, GPS satellites and your phone—they have—they're constantly doing a very small adjustment to keep stuff accurate, because. Going fast slows down time. Twitter handle at Religion of Woke, and thanks for listening.